Hey everyone, it's me, Alex Safranis, and today I want to teach you about paid search marketing. I came up with a metaphor I think is really interesting because it has a lot of parallels with the way that paid search marketing works, but it's very visual. Uh, so it may be easier to understand than if I were to just explain the paid search marketing. So I'll start with the metaphor and I will, along the way, explain how it ties into paid search. If you want to catch fish and sell them in a market or make money off of those fish, then the first thing you need to do is to understand how to catch those fish. And the way you do that is by understanding that fish want to eat. If fish didn't want to eat, fishing wouldn't be very successful. It'd be very difficult to do because it, you wouldn't be able to really bait them in any sort of way. You need something that the fish want or need in order to bait them to, go, to come to you. So in, in practical terms, this is customers that want a solution. If customers didn't want any solutions, advertising wouldn't really work because there would be nothing to really bait them to come to your business over somebody else's because they, if they're not in search of a solution, then there's really no incentive for them to check out your business. So the first thing you have to establish is that fish want to eat and that customers want a solution. Next, you have to establish that you want to catch a, a particular kind of fish. Then you have to decide that uh, you know, you want to put a particular kind of bait near a particular kind of fish. So this would necessitate maybe scanning uh, a sea, a vast sea for, for the particular kind of fish that you want, whether it's by size or by type, you could sample the fish or something. And this would be similar to, in practical terms, online advertising, it would be deciding on an audience and trying to reason what that audience would be searching so that you can put your bait, which is your advertisements, your uh, ad copy that you put in the search engines, uh, and you would put that in front of the customer when they're searching for not food, like a fish would, but a solution, which is what a customer wants. Then you hope that the fish chooses your bait, right? So you're fishing, uh, and, and you might not be the only person in the sea that's looking for that kind of fish. So there's other people out there who may have better bait, tastier, fresher bait. It may be bigger bait. And you have to hope that you have competitive enough bait where the fish will go with you over the competitor. Because, you know, if they go with a competitor, it's very unlikely that the competitor will release the fish and that you will catch the fish. It's much more likely that the competitor will keep the fish uh, because they've caught it. So this is, this is representative of the competition in the marketplace. You, know, you have to make sure that your bait is competitive in the sea. And the way that this relates to paid search is uh, you can bid a certain amount of money for each uh, search result appearance. So that it's called an auction every time that customer or potential customer types in uh, something into Google and they're searching for a particular kind of software that you may sell. Well, your company can decide how much you're going to spend for each time that you want to appear in the search results. You know, the top two or three search results often are paid, paid for, sponsored.
And if you're not spending very much money, then you might be outbid by other competitors. And so that would be similar to if you were fishing near some other people and they were spending twice as much as you were on their bait, well, you might not be able to catch very many fish because the fish are deciding between the two hooks and one hook is kind of lame. It has like a very small amount of bait. The other hook is maybe, you know, overflowing with bait. Well, who do you think the fish is going to go with? And then the competitor gets, gets the fish. So it's really important to understand the competition around when you're fishing and what for what kind of fish and to adjust your bait, meaning your ad copy or how much you're spending, just generally, you know, your strategy for catching that fish. And you have to adjust that according to the competition. You also have to hope that the fish doesn't get away. This one's kind of interesting. So if you were catching a tuna, like a big, big 20, 30 pound tuna, I don't even know if they get that big, but let's say there's a 20 or 30 pound fish you're trying to catch. You probably wouldn't use a standard line, a standard fishing line. Maybe you would need a tougher gauge fishing line because that fish is particularly strong and doesn't really like to be caught. So when you do catch the fish, you need a very strong line to pull it in. Otherwise, it'll go somewhere else. And this happens with the more valuable fish, the bigger fish. So uh, they're much less prone to just being snatched up right away, as opposed to a very small fish, which might it might be really easy to uh, just snatch it up. And, and, and you could think about that like a very small purchase you make online um, let's say an app store download on, on the iPhone. It's really easy to get somebody to pay a dollar, but what about a hundred thousand dollars for a, you know, a contract for a solution, uh, for your business, that's going to be way harder to catch somebody. It's not going to be quite as easy as, you know, just click and Apple pay and, and there you have your customer. So there's, there's this idea that even when you have caught the fish in the moment, meaning they've clicked on your ad, you still have to be careful and make sure that your experience for the, the user encourages them to stay interested and continue going through your website and eventually make a purchase. It's not enough just to get the customer to click on your ad. And it's the same way with the fish. You, it's not enough to just get the fish to bite on the hook. You need a strong enough line to pull the fish into the boat so you can make money off of the fish, right? If the fish just escapes, it's not going to make any money for you. You're actually going to lose money in that situation because you paid for the bait and the hook and the line and, and all of those are now broken. So let's talk scale. You have not just one type of fish anymore, but you have 10 types of fish in a sea that you want to catch. These 10 types of fish could be uh, practically seen as 10 different markets or 10 different types of customers that you want to serve for your business. Uh, let's say you have a service or a product and, and there's 10 types of customers that you can, that you can serve. Th this is kind of complicated, right? Because it's no longer just you taking a, you know, a boat to wherever the fish is that you want and, and, uh, and, and dropping your hook and uh, hoping for the best, this is now 10 kinds of fish. Maybe you'll need 10 different boats in order to catch these fish. And even more, so you would need to know where to send those boats. So you would need to know where those 
10 different kinds of fish typically are in the sea and where the most traffic of those fish typically is, maybe on a particular day or based on a particular kind of weather, based on environmental factors, where those fish tend to be. And then you would need to take it a step further uh, and you would have to say, what is the right type of bait for each of these fish? They might not all like the same bait. You might have to spend a lot more on bait for you know the top three biggest fish than for the latter seven. So it's important to, to choose the right type of bait. And that would be making sure you're bidding the right amount for, for each uh, click from a customer and that you have the right copy, you have the right ads, the words on the ads are exactly the most interesting for that customer or that type of customer, right? And you have 10 different kinds. So it's, it's really important to be specific um, and to even do some testing, right? You would want to test different kinds of bait. So let's say you're on a boat and you have two fishermen and you don't know right away what, what the best mix of bait is for the fish. Maybe you would have one fisherman, let's call it fisherman A, try a little bit less bait and maybe a different kind of bait. And fisherman B, try a little bit more bait and and maybe, maybe slightly different. And you would just compare between fisherman A and fisherman B which tends to catch more fish over, let's say, a week for that particular kind of fish. And from there, you can optimize. You can say, okay, well, fisherman B, which was putting more bait and it was slightly different, uh, got way more fish. So let's, let's have both fishermen then do that. But instead, uh, you know, let's see if it was the different type of bait or if it was that it was more bait, right? So, so then you can split those, those two fishermen by, um, by the uh, type of bait, let's say. And so one does the old type of bait, one does the new type of bait, but both do a larger amount of bait. And that way you can figure out which exactly is the best mix and all the while keeping in mind the economics of it and making sure that the amount that you're making off of the fish is more than the cost to get the fish. And that's a really important kind of uh, sanity check to make sure that the whole thing makes sense. You know, obviously there's there's a point at which you might be able to attract every fish in the ocean, but it may be um, unreasonably expensive. And for that reason, it wouldn't make sense to even go after that fish, or at least it would make sense to pull back and say, well, we can capture enough fish with with this certain investment, uh, and and we would we would still be in the black. So so. That's actually A/B testing. Um, so, so you, so A/B testing is very common in marketing, and you can even do it in paid search just by running experiments and making small changes and trying to arrive at the best mix. Uh, whether it's how much you're spending, what your ad copy has, and all of those factors for each type of fish, or, or in other words, for each type of customer. You would also want to make sure you have a strong enough line for each type of fish. So you have 10 different kinds of fish. You'd want to make sure that, you know, each line is the right gauge to pull in that particular kind of fish. And you could see the gauge of the line as the user experience and the landing page that the customer is 
being brought into when they click on one of your paid search ads. If you are selling a very expensive product, you have to make sure your landing page experience and the whole user experience is very smooth because the customer is spending a lot of money and if they have to go through a very cumbersome process that they can't really figure out, then they'll just bounce. They'll just leave your page and go to a competitor. Um, you know, <laughs> customers are savage in that way. I know I am at least. If a, if a page isn't loading after three or four seconds, I'll just go back and go to a different page. Um, I'm not going to sit there waiting like a sucker. And I, and I think most of you probably feel the same way. So um, something as simple as a page load time can greatly impact uh, how many customers are staying on your website and staying engaged versus bouncing because uh, it's just taking too much time and, the, and they don't want to wait, um, you know, five seconds for each page to load. I mean, I think we can all understand that. And, and it's actually backed up. Uh, if you search, Google did a study on it uh, and, and somebody's much more likely to bounce if your page takes three or more seconds to load, for instance. Um, it's actually, um, you know, a gradual thing where if your page takes one second to load, there's a certain amount of drop off, two seconds to load, there's a little bit more, three, four, five seconds, you're getting a, a lot of people who are bouncing because they don't want to wait. So there's a lot of little pieces of the experience that have to complement the paid search activities in order to really uh, get the customers to, to make a purchase. It's not just paid search, but you could think about paid search as that first initial piece of the uh, of, of the activity of, of the customer purchasing. And then finally, you know, you have these 10 kinds of fish. So you're spending a lot on bait. I mean, this is a commercial fishing operation. You would want to every week take note of how much you're spending on bait, how many fish you're bringing in, how many at least fish are biting. And, and then if you were really uh, scaled, you would look at how many fish you're selling because maybe you're catching some fish that are either sick or too small and you have to release them or or you're catching the wrong kind of fish and you can't even sell that fish because you're not supposed to catch it or something. So if you were really scaled, you would actually not just look at how many fish are biting, you would look at how many fish you're selling given the amount that you're spending on the bait, on, on the operation to catch those fish. And this is called cost per click or cost per response, or uh, cost per validated lead, and you would look at how to reduce the, the amount that you spend for every fish. So, uh, and, and for each type of fish, you would want it to be as low as possible because, you know, all you need to do is sell the fish. Um, the fish may go for a standard rate, so as long as you're selling that fish, you want to go as cheap as possible in catching the fish um, because it doesn't matter to the fish right? It's, 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 it's just an internal uh, amount that you're spending on bait. So you want to get that uh, sp expense to be as low as possible so that you can still catch the fish, but you're not spending so much that you're trimming your margins too thin. And uh, maybe you can give a bonus to the fishermen uh, if, if, they, if they figure out the cheapest way to catch all those fish without compromising volume of fish caught. So this would be cost per click monitoring and it's very common in paid search to monitor these metrics or as they call them efficiency metrics to make sure you're bringing in as many fish as possible but you're not overspending to bring in uh to bring in customers uh and and I kind of switched metaphors there but it's really similar in 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 the way that um you know a commercial fishing operation would work um and a scaled paid search campaign would work 
um, you're the, the customers, there are so many, you're not looking at them by name, you're looking at them by category. You may have software customers and hardware customers and customers of uh, who speak a different language and you have different campaigns for them. And you would need to look at all of these different customer groups independently and make sure that the campaigns you're running for these customers, the ads you're showing to them are not the bare minimum, but they're efficient in the way that they bring the customers in, but you're not spending way, way too much money um, to bring in customers that might not be giving much of a return. One very common issue that, that you'll see is you may have a wildly successful ad campaign, but it might just be bringing in customers who are not really intending to buy. They might just be clicking on the ad and then you know, going on your website for a different reason or just to learn something, but not, but the customers you're bringing in, the ad copy is not really attracting customers with an intent to buy. And even if they're attracting customers with an intent to buy, they may not be spending very much. And that's why you're getting so much more activity and so much cheaper of a cost per click is, is because it's just way less of a commitment for those customers to buy versus a, a customer that's spending a lot more. So it's very important to, to know that even if your cost per click is very cheap, you have to look at the downstream results of, of those customers and make sure that that's up to par with the average or, or the better customers who are spending a lot more. Um, because you might end up spending to bring in, you know, 10 times more of customer A, but customer A only spends $50 with your company. And customer B, you're getting one tenth, but they spend $5,000. So, uh, you know, you have to you have to allocate your resources accordingly. Um, and so that would be the equivalent of, you know, you're bringing in a very small fish and you bring it to the market and half the fish get rejected and you can't sell them. And so you wait, you, you it would maybe, it might've been extremely cheap to catch all those fish. So it seems like a good idea at the time, but then you go to the market and they're half rotting or they're, they're not able to be sold for some reason. And then it doesn't really make sense that you caught all those fish. You kind of wasted a lot of effort. It's better to focus on the fish that you definitely know will sell. They're very high quality fish. And even if you're spending a little bit more, that may be okay. That, that may be uh, something that, that you decide as an organization to do because there's a better chance that that fish will sell at the market and you'll make money from the fish. So that's a brief intro to paid search marketing. I hope that it was a little bit clearer with examples along the way of phishing and how that would work. Um, it's definitely a topic that I like to think about a lot because it, it's, it is very visual in a sense when you're strategizing about the best way to run your paid search. And so hopefully this helps you. Um, whether you're already in paid search or you're interested in uh, marketing and this is this is a, a brand a, sorry a branch of marketing um, that you may be interested in getting into um, if you are interested in paid search I would highly recommend getting the Google Analytics um, and Google AdWords certifications because that is all about cost per click monitoring uh, traffic monitoring bounce rates all of these different traffic metrics are going to be a part of your Google Analytics or Google AdWords certifications. And if you're interested in getting into this, then getting a certification in those areas is going to put you at the top of the list because it shows that not only are you interested, but you have a, a demonstrated level of competency uh, when you're talking about these 
uh, topics or thinking about these topics. And so I would highly recommend uh, to get those certifications if you're interested in learning more and in potentially pursuing a job in this area. So that's the episode. I hope that you enjoyed it. Please reach out to me if you didn't. Um, I'm on LinkedIn, Alex Safranis. Um, you know, check me out. I would love to connect. Um, and with that, I hope you have a wonderful week and I will see you next week. Cheers.